Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Obama did it. That's the answer. That was the answer on Friday. That's the answer now. Thank you to everyone who listened to our Friday show, the most listened to show in the history of the Dan Bongino show. Obama did it. Obama did what, you may ask, if you missed the Friday show. There's this open question out there filtering through the media. Well, who ordered the targeting and surveillance targeting of Mike Flynn? Obama did. The evidence is right there in front of us. I'm going to double down on that today. I've got a loaded show, a number of video and sound cuts as well. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how was your weekend today? Fine, sir. Oh, my weekend was pretty good, man. And don't worry about a thing because I didn't do it. Don't blame me. I, I did know, well, not do it. We know Armacost did that. Yeah. We can eliminate no. in our list of suspects and like the usual suspects lineup. Joe Armacost and Paul that. are definitely not in it. We're clear. But loaded show today. Don't miss anything. <laughs> and big thanks to everyone ah, who uh, show. really racked up the listens. Of that. I mean, we were, Joe and I were very happy on Friday. Go listen to that show. Obama did it. More on that today. All right. Today's show brought to you by our friends at iTarget. Right now, firearm stores are jammed and ammo sales are through the roof. If you were hoping to go to the range for practice for the zombie apocalypse, good luck. Between skyrocketing prices and social distancing, you can forget about range time. I have the solution for you now. iTarget Pro. It is a proprietary app and a laser round you insert into the firearm you have now. That is what the iTarget Pro system is. It allows you to safely practice with your actual firearm in the convenience, privacy, and safety of your own home. Dry fire training. Dry fire, that's training without live rounds. That's what dry fire training is. We'll develop muscle memory. It'll help you with your sight picture, your sight alarm. It'll help with target reaction speed, trigger function, and more. iTarget comes in all major calibers, including 223 and 5.56. Right now, get 10% off plus free shipping with their offer code DAN. All of us are seeing what happens when we're not properly prepared. Make iTarget Pro training part of your preparedness plan today. That's the letter iTargetPro.com, iTargetPro.com, offer code DAN itargetpro.com. Go pick it up today. Laser round, drop it in there. Dry fire training. You will take your firearm proficiency to the absolute next level. You don't have to go to the range. itargetpro.com, promo code Dan. All right, Joe, let's go. It is. Ding, ding. Now let's get to the important stuff and let's start off with President Trump who always knows how to distill a controversy involving Obama and everyone else down to a simple talking point. We covered on the show on Friday the big question. Keep that in your mind the whole show today. How did this start? Who was the ringleader over the targeting of Mike Flynn? The answer is Obama. So President Trump was asked about this while coming back from Camp David. And of course, in 10 seconds or less, he just nails it right here. Check this out. Look, he was an incompetent president. That's all I can say. Grossly incompetent. Thank you. <laughs> Joe's over that. <laughs> just kidding. Mary asked about Obama and Obamagate, the growing role of Obama in the targeting of General Mike Flynn. And President Trump knows to just knock it out of the park and say he was a grossly incompetent president. He is absolutely right talking about President Obama. Now, let's get right to it. So the question was, again, how? And let me frame the question. How did the targeting of General Mike Flynn happen? We know now, if you listen to Friday's show, that his December 29, 2016 phone call, he's the incoming national security advisor, but Barack Obama is still the president's 2016. We know that call was monitored because we have the transcripts of the call where he allegedly discusses uh, expulsions and sanctions, according to the FBI, with the Russian ambassador. The question is, if he was not unmasked on this date, the call happens December 29, 2016. We know that he was not unmasked. There was no unmasking request on December 29th of 2016. None. There isn't another unmasking request of Mike Flynn's name until January 4th. Then how the hell did they get the call? Well, the FBI had been monitoring these calls because they probably had a FISA on the Russians, a, a warrant to spy on the FISA because they're foreigners. There's a foreign government. The FBI probably had an open FISA on the Russians. Can we all accept that? So they're listening in on the Russians. But the question I was asked on Fox and Friends this morning by Brian Kilmeade, a brilliant question. I heard him talking about it before in my, my earpiece during the break. You chat with, oh, I heard him talking about it. He asked the question of an FBI official. If they were monitoring the Russians, and Joe, I need you here as a referee. I'm serious for me. I sir. If this doesn't make sense, please stop me. If Will the do. FBI has an open FISA on the Russian ambassador, right, to listen into his calls, how the hell did they find the Mike Flynn call? 
He's probably making hundreds of calls a day. How did mm-hmm. they know it was mm-hmm. Mike Flynn? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is very simple. Somebody told the FBI, go find that damn call. That's it. It's no more complicated. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? You, you're tracking me. Audience yeah. referee and ombudsman, Joe Armand. Yeah, you got it's me, that right? simple. Yeah. Okay, good. Right. Gotcha. Very simple. Yeah. Somebody told the FBI, you've been recording these calls with the Russians. Flynn spoke with the Russian. You go find it. How do we know that? Don't take my word for it, Daddy-O. Just listen to Deputy Director Andy McCabe in his own book. Big hat tip at Walk of Fire on Twitter. Stephen McIntyre and others who've done great work picking this stuff out. Here's Andy McCabe's book. The former Deputy Director of the FBI. These are Walk of Fire's highlights from Twitter. This is McCabe's own book. When he writes in his book that, quote, The PDB staff decided to write an intelligence assessment as to why Putin made the choice he did. Talking about the Putin's response to Obama's expulsions of the Russian diplomats and the sanctions. Come back to me for a second. I want to go back to that, if you don't mind, Paul. Sorry to bust your chops over there, but this is going to be important. On the call on December 29th, Flynn talks with the Russian ambassador in response to Obama kicking out these Russian diplomats just days earlier. Of course, Flynn is the incoming national security advisor is going to talk to the Russian ambassador who wants to know, hey, you're the incoming national security advisor to soon to be President Trump. What should we do here? President Obama just kicked out our Russian diplomats. Flynn says to them, hey, just respond in a reciprocal manner. Now, come back to that. Obama, air quotes here, trying to get to the reason Putin responded in a reciprocal manner. Then, according to Andy McCabe, going back to the book, Orders the intelligence, going back to the book, we missing the book? There you go, sorry. Okay. The PDB staff decided to write an intelligence assessment as to why Putin made the choice he did. Who's the PDB staff? That doesn't stand for peanut butter and Dan Bongino. It stands for the presidential daily brief. The presidential daily brief staff issued a request that they issued a request to the intelligence community. It goes on. Uh, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Keep this up. Are we following here? Yeah, man. Yeah. The presidential briefers, uh, of course, on the, uh, you think Obama didn't know about this? Task the FBI to go get the call. That's why it wasn't unmasked. It goes on. In response to that request, the FBI queried our own holdings. The FBI already had the call because of a FISA on the Russians. We came across information indicating that General Flynn, the president-elect's nominee for national security advisor, had held several conversations with the Russian ambassador, Sergei Kislyak. Let's go to page two here of the, of the book. The name. In which the sanctions were discussed. Of course, that didn't happen. It was about expulsions, but that's from Friday's show. This information was something we had from December 29th. Oh, hold on. Come mm. back to me for a second. Paul is going to kill me at the end. Do not divorce me today. Mm. Wait till tomorrow's show, please. <laughs> Love my wife. We had a great weekend. Couple things should jump out at you there. A couple of big things, huge things in the words of Donald Trump. Andrew McCabe, deputy director of the FBI, acknowledges, number one, we already had the call, meaning what? There was obviously a warrant to listen in on the calls of the Russians, including Kislyak. He says it. We already had the call. He also says we went and searched our holdings pursuant to a request from the president's own briefers. There you go. Obama did. It's right there. Don't take my word for it. Just listen to the deputy director of the FBI. It's in his book. He also indicates that McCabe in his book that they had the call since December 29th. For the umpteenth thousandth time, why is that important? Because there's no unmasking request on December 29th. The FBI and the media's story has been from the start. Follow me here. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this this is where it gets important. 
they were saying, oh, we just listen in on the Russians regularly, which we do. We always let the Russians spy on us. We spy on them. No secret. Nothing untoward about that. We'd be derelict in our intelligence community if we weren't listening in on the Russians. They're a nuclear power. So the media cover-up story, because they're full Pravda, the media is in full gaslighting propaganda mode to try and cover up that Obama ordered the surveillance hit on Flynn. The media story's been, we just listen in on the Russians, and golly, we found this Flynn thing, and you know, we, we saw a name of an American talking to the Russians about ambassadors. We didn't know who it was. It said USPR, US person. And it was masked, covered up, redacted. And we just, you know, we ordered an unmasking just innocently just to figure out who they were talking to. That is not what happened. That is not what happened. This was a direct request from the White House. And of course, it involved a surveillance to go pick up Mike Flynn, which the FBI already had. Go back to that, if you don't mind, page two. Nice. Look at that. (laughs) Nice, quick on the switch there. The PDB request brought it to our attention. Andy McCabe's own words. An analyst shared it with me. I shared it with Comey. Comey shared it with the DNI, Jim Clapper, and Clapper briefed it to Obama. Guys, ladies, I I don't know what's complicated about this in the media. How are you missing this story? The FBI deputy director, in responding to a tasking, And in his testimony, we covered that on Friday. In other words, someone tasked us with finding this Flynn phone call. It's all you need to know that whoever briefed him or asked him was redacted. In other words, Andy McCabe swears, uh, puts his right hand up, goes up to Congress, swears to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And in his testimony, he told Congress who asked him to find the Flynn phone call. They already had. Forget this unmasking. Throw it in the garbage. I'll, I'll show you that in a second, too. How the, uh, there's no request on that. They already had the call because they were listening in on the Russians. But Kill Me again asked this brilliant question. How did they find Flynn's call if they were just listening in on the Russian side? Because Obama told them to. And they redacted it because they didn't want you to know that. But this numbskull, McCabe, wrote about it in his own book. <laughs> What's redacted is clearly Obama or PDB staff. Presidential daily brief. Obama did it. Now, showing you again, for those of you who need evidence, receipts, the uh, buzzword of the day, which Paula hates. Here you go. Here are the unmasking requests. We'll go through them quick. You will see no requests for Mike Flynn's name anywhere on December 29th. There's page one. Nothing on December 29th, the day of the call. That was allegedly unmasked, just incidentally collected. Page two. You'll see again, there are no requests on December 20th. However, if you're watching at home, there are a whole lot of requests on December 15th and 14th. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Let's go to page three. Still no requests. There's one on December 28th, the day before the call. Know how you can unmask a call that hasn't happened yet. But still nothing on December 29th. The media is lying. Flynn's call with Kislyak was not unmasked. The president's staff demanded they go and find it, and the FBI already had it. How did they know it was Flynn? I covered that on Friday because Flynn was in the Dominican Republic. And how many people do you think Kislyak is calling on the Dominican Republic in the Dominican that day? Probably one, (laughs) General Michael Flynn. (laughs) Call couldn't have been that hard to find. He tells us, McCabe, the whole story. Just listen. Again, hat tip walk a fire. Hat tip Stephen McIntyre. Hat tip uh, old Rosie Memo, undercover Huber, techno fog, all of you. For doing actual real journalism. Thank you. Just listen to Andy McCabe. Obama did it. He already told us. Okay. Now, you noticed a lot of unmasking requests in those because that's we've now seen it. There, are, there were, to be crystal clear, requests to unmask or take away the redactions of a name. To be clear, we monitor the Russians and others and foreign governments all the time. If a U.S. intelligence official is reading this intelligence on a foreigner and it says, 
you know, hey, U.S. person, this is the ambassador from Turkey. I'd like to talk about a terror attack. Our intelligence people have the authority to go and say, hey, can we find out who this U.S. person is? They can do that. To leak that information is, in fact, a felony, which is what happened to Flint. But it's awfully convenient that they specifically put in unmasking requests that involve Mike Flynn's name on December 14th and 15th. And it was a whole boatload of people. You just saw the list. What, 39 people requesting the unmasking of, of, a, of a conversation that involved Mike Flynn? A lot of them on December 14th and December 15th? What am I getting at here? I like to keep things simple on the show. And I think that's what you like about it. I told you first who targeted the wiretapping and hit it on and the surveillance hit on Mike Flynn. Obama did it. McCabe told us. Now the question is motive. Why? What were they so concerned about with Mike Flynn? Well, number one, Mike Flynn knew where the bodies were buried. He was an intelligence professional in the Obama administration. So knew about Obama's abuse of the intelligence system to gain political, not intelligence information. How do we know Flynn knew? Well, look at the targeting on the 15th and the 14th. What's happening? This is the end of the Obama administration. And this thing about sanctions on Iran pursuant to the Iran deal, which someone should have told the Iranians we had an Iran deal, is heating up on December 14th and 15th. Look at this Wall Street Journal article. This is a critical one. This is from November 20th by Carol Lee uh, and Jay Solomon. This is November 20th of 2016. This is heating up right now. Remember, the election's over. Trump has won. Everybody knows that Mike Flynn's going to be the incoming national security advisor. Wall Street Journal, Obama seeks to fortify Iran nuclear deal. New steps weighed, including licenses for more American businesses and lifting additional U.S. sanctions. By the way, hat tip undercover Huber for some great leads on this. I want to make sure I get my hat tips in. So just to be clear, end of November, beginning middle of December, Obama, before he gets out of office, there are a lot of lawmakers who want to sanction Iran, drop sanctions again on Iran and renew the sanctions because they don't think Iran is complying with the Iran deal Obama loved and Flynn hated. You see the picture of Flynn on the cover. If you're watching at home, youtube.com slash Bongino. Flynn is on the cover. Can you put that up again? Sorry, thank you. It says there's a photo by Mike Seeger from Reuters. It says, retired U.S. Army Lieutenant General Mike Flynn, a staunch opponent of the Iran deal, arrived for a meeting with President-elect Donald Trump at Trump Tower on Thursday. Flynn's picture is on the article of in the Wall Street Journal after the election about Iran sanctions that Obama doesn't want. Flynn's picture is right there. It's all heating up. And it all comes to a kind of denouement here. Las Vegas Sun piece taken from the Associated Press, by the way. Look at the date on this article. This is the date they're called, they want to surveil Flynn and they're unmasking his name like crazy on December 14th and December 15th. Oh, look at this. Oh, isn't this crazy? December 15th, 2016. Same day. Same day his name's being unmasked like mad. This opponent of the Iran deal, Mike Flynn. Las Vegas Sun from the AP, Josh Lederman. Iran sanctions renewal becomes law without Obama's signature. <coughs> Awfully convenient on that day, Obama issues a pocket veto, veto because he doesn't want to sanction Iran. Maybe they're wondering what the Trump administration is going to do in response to that because they're coming into office in less than a month and Flynn is the national security advisor. So they're spying on Flynn to figure out how they are going to respond to Obama's failure to sanction Iran. Ladies and gentlemen, the evidence is right in front of you. Again, I, I pray one day our media in this country, our free media, thankfully, unfortunately free to be stupid and they take us up on that offer. I pray, I'm not even kidding, it's not a joke, that one day they'll see the light and decide they want to tell you the truth Although if someone emailed me on Friday, Dan, stop saying that. These are just straight up evil people. I get it, but that's not an excuse for me to give up. I pray one day they'll see the light. Obama did it. Obama did it because he hated Flynn. He ordered the FBI to go hunt for that call on Flynn. They then set up Flynn using a transcript for that call. 
They lied and said that Flynn lied in the FBI interview about sanctions, although they never asked him about sanctions. They asked him about expulsions. Oh, I'll get to that in a minute, too. And then they used the Mueller probe later to shut Flynn up and to frame him for a crime he never committed and use the media to pressure Flynn to take a plea deal so they can hide exactly what they did. That's going to be part two of this in a second. Disgusting what happened to him. And they did it because Flynn was going to expose the intelligence community under Obama for getting into politics. And he was going to expose the Iran deal. And Obama wanted to know exactly what Flynn was going to do on the Iran deal. Hence, all the unmasking requests to spy on Flynn the same day Obama pocket vetoes these sanctions. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. And I want to play a video of uh, Rod Rosenstein, which is pretty devastating. This is juicy stuff. All right, today's show also brought to you by our friends at Ali. Ali, listen, Ali is the only, I don't even like to call it dog food, the only food my dog will eat. Why? Because dog food is a negative connotation. That old stuff from the can, you crack it and, the, you, you know, with the can open, you're like, the, gosh, the stench, why? Because it's garbage. It's, 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 it's old, crappy, junky, terrible smelling stuff. Ali makes food for dogs. I don't even want to call it dog food because people can eat it. You know what it smells like? It smells like food because it's whole quality, good quality food. My dogs love it. They won't eat anything else. Your dogs, hell, look at them right there, lounging on the lounge chair. Look at a baby. In <laughs> They're catching some Florida rays. Your dog's health. This is a Betsy Paula original right there. That picture. That's a real picture, by the way. If you want to see it, youtube.com slash Mongino. Your dog's health is important as every other member of your family. It starts with what you feed them. But do you know what's in your dog's food? If you've cracked a can of that garbage stuff, you can smell it, and it's bad. That's not Ollie. Ollie puts dogs first with vet-formulated recipes and fully transparent ingredients to give your dog the healthiest, freshest food possible. Ollie makes fresh meals for dogs with real ingredients. Literally, people can eat. We're not messing with you. It delivers them to your home on a regular schedule. They taste good. It beats out store-bought dog food at 10 to 1 on the palatability scale. Just means it tastes good right there. They have great customized vet-formulated recipes with all natural ingredients, no preservatives, and sourced fresh from U.S. family farms. Go to myali.com slash try slash Bongino. Answer a few questions about your dog, and they'll get these recipes to your dog in pre-portioned meals shipped right to your house in the perfect portion every time. They've delivered 5 million meals and counting. Shipping is free. If your dog doesn't like the meals, they have a money-back guarantee. Your dog won't like them. They'll love them. Ollie's offering our listeners 60. That's six zero. Huge savings off your first box. And you'll get a free bag of treats at myolli.com slash try slash Bongino. It's the best deal they have anywhere. Go to myolli.com slash try slash Bongino for 60% off and a free bag of treats. Spelled my, O-L-L-I-E, slash, myolli.com, excuse me, slash try, T-R-Y, slash Bongino. Again, myolli.com slash try slash Bongino. Go today. Your dogs will love it. My dogs will go crazy over every time we crack the bag. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you, Ollie, for supporting the show. We always appreciate it. And thank you, Paula, for the wonderful picture. She was mad at me at the beginning of the show. Because she was a little slow on it. I saw that. I know the look. I know the look-see. She gave me the look-see. I may be on a, there may not be a date night Saturday. All right. Getting back to the important material here. So I told you now we know Obama did it because McCabe told us Obama did it. Of course, the media won't report it. I don't think Obama did anything wrong. He ordered a surveillance hit on a political opponent of his from the incoming administration who opposed his Iran deal and then the FBI used it to frame him. No, you're right. Nothing wrong. Nothing to see here, folks. But with regard to surveillance, because there's been a lot of multiple takes out there by people. And listen, I'm not going to get into a back and forth. A lot of people listen to my show on Friday or must listen to show ever. There's a couple people out there who didn't who didn't like it. They think I'm off on my I'm very confident in the presentation of material. If other information presents itself that contradicts any of it, I'm happy to put it out there. But I'm not going to get into a back and forth because I know what we put out there was based in fact. A lot of it. a lot. There's a little bit of speculation, but I'm still pretty sure we're right over the target. Obama did it. There's no doubt in my mind anymore. The only question is the mechanics. And I think we're spot on. Now, I've told you there's really only, you, in order to spy on an American citizen's phone calls, you have to get a warrant. You have to get a FISA warrant. You have to get a criminal warrant or 
pursuant to an intelligence product, you can order unmasking. And as I showed you on Friday, the Obama administration, any president, as a matter of fact, via the attorney general, can order some kind of surveillance as well in the unmasking of names. Lindsey Graham asked this question to Rod Rosenstein, who is one of the probably going to go down as one of the worst Justice Department officials in American history, an integral figure in this whole Spygate disaster. Lindsey Graham is asking Rod Rosenstein in this clip the same question I brought up in the Friday show. Well, if it wasn't a FISA warrant on Flynn, it wasn't according to the IG report. There was no FISA on Flynn, according to the IG report. There was no criminal warrant on Flynn, as far as we know. Having a criminal investigation on Flynn does not authorize you to surveil his phone calls. Whoever's telling you that is lying. I worked criminal cases for a long time. You can open a criminal case in a Secret Service office. Does not mean I can spy on Joe because I'm investigating Joe for counterfeiting. I can surveil him in public when there's no reasonable expectation of privacy. But for me to get Joe's phone calls, you need a Title III wiretap. Period. Full stop. Yep. So if neither one of those two were used, then how the heck again did they get Flynn's name? I already told you, Obama asked him, but here's Lindsey Graham poking at Rod Rosenstein. I want you to pay very close attention to Rosenstein's hesitation to answer this question about how they got it. And listen to what he says at the end. Pay attention to this line. I'm underlying it right here. People do things. They do. People do things. Listen for it. Check this out. So there's three ways this could have been done. You could have gotten a warrant through the normal criminal process, that would have been lawful if a judge granted it, right? It, it, hypothetically, we do that all the time. Okay. Number two, you could have a FISA court, which is a little bit different, but it's still the court overseeing someone's request, right? Yes, that's correct. The third would be if the President Obama on his own decided to wiretap Trump Tower or the campaign, do you know of any basis that he would have the ability to do that without a FISA warrant or without a... Uh, warrant from a federal judge in a criminal investigation? No, I do not. Okay. As a matter of fact, he could not. No president can just unilaterally say, go wiretap that American citizen. Right? Senator, I... Without I, court approval. You know, I'm a lawyer, Senator, so... I, well, no, you're I not going to just be a lawyer. You're going to be the deputy attorney general. Well, well here's the, the thing, States. and I don't... Uh, I, I, I'm a lawyer, and if somebody tells me nobody can do that, my answer is... Well, give me a... Give me, well, things. in writing... Later on, tell me how the President of the United States could unilaterally wiretap an American citizen, an American company, an American campaign for president without some court approval. So my answer to that, Senator, is I, I, I would hope and I would agree with you that that would not happen. <laughs> do you hear it? People, people do things. Again, nobody's curious in the media at all if Obama did things. None. Did you notice Rosenstein will not answer the question? Well, if it's not a FISA, it's not a criminal warrant. Can Obama unilaterally do this? And Rosenstein won't answer the question. Well, people do things. I'm a lawyer. I'm not going to get myself bottled up in a legal mess by telling you the truth that somebody did things. Remember that? What was that line? Ilhan Omar talking about the 9-11 attacks. Some people did some things. Did... did People do things? What kind of a people do things? I'm telling you, take my word for it. I have had great sources. They've never let me down. Ever. Ever. I think outside of the Rudy Giuliani horse trading show, where I think we were off on that one, that was kind of a bad tip. I cannot recall a major tenet of the Spygate case and the Flynn case, all the same thing. We have had a dial back due to a source misleading us. This is going to get a lot worse. I promise you. Obama's, I want to get into the Mueller thing in a second, but I just want to leave you with this thought on Obama. Obama's best day ever was yesterday. And I'll tell you the same thing tomorrow, if you get what I mean. This is not going to get any better for Barack Obama. Trust me. I know I'll get your emails. I want to see people in handcuffs. I can't control that. That's not, I'm, I cannot control that. My days in law enforcement are over. I have no ability to arrest anyone anymore. I've left law enforcement. I'm not a GS 1811 anymore. All I can control is the truth. If the truth frustrates you, I, I get it. You're, you're not wrong. 
But you're damn right. We're going to get to the bottom of the truth and we're going to put it out there. And I'm telling you his best day was yesterday. Now, showing you again how corrupt and disgusting the Mueller corrupted team was. They're totally, completely corrupted. It's now transparently obvious to anyone watching my show and anyone who's followed the case that the only purpose of the Mueller probe was to continue an investigation into the president without oversight. Now, you may say, well, the president, Mueller worked for the Justice Department and the president is as the head of the executive branch. The president, they answer to him. Everybody knows politically, once Mueller was appointed, everybody knows, folks. I'm not talking about logistical, mechanical hierarchy. Let me be clear, because you're right. The president, the Justice Department's answers to the president. I'm talking about pure politics. Everybody knew when a special counsel was appointed that Trump couldn't fire him without another Nixon Saturday Night Massacre thing. I thought he should have, and I stand by that to this day. And now it's become obvious why he should have uh, fired Mueller, because Mueller was never investigating collusion. Mueller was investigating Trump. And to get Trump investigated for non-collusion, which he says he's doing, they had to shut Mike Flynn up because Mike Flynn knows where the bodies are buried because in December of 2016, right around the time the um, unmasking requests start to heat up around Mike Flynn's name from the outgoing Obama administration, Mike Flynn gets a letter from the United Kingdom, as evidenced by Sidney Powell, Mike Flynn's lawyer's legal finding, that Christopher Steele, who wrote the dossier, is full of crap. In other words, Steve, Flynn now knows everything. He knows about the Iran deal, the politicization of the intelligence community, and he knows the Steele dossier they used to spy on Trump is total garbage. Flynn has got to go. They're worried Flynn is going to start talking, even though he's been fired. So Mueller gets on board, and they target Flynn ruthlessly. They had to pressure Flynn. Hat tip undercover Huber, by the way, has a great thread on this. Please check it out at John W. Huber on Twitter. It is worth your time. You're not following that Twitter feed. You're blowing it. He has a great thread on the efforts the Mueller team goes to drop the hammer on Flynn and to get him into a quickie plea. Why? I know quickie pleas. I was on the other side, having done federal agent work myself, involved in many federal arrests. Nobody wants to go to trial in the federal system. They don't. It's a whole lot of work. It's a whole lot of evidence. There's nothing they want more than someone you arrested to say, I did it. I'll take the plea deal. Usually, once you get the plea deal, you usually get a lesser sentence. Everybody follow? But why the rush with Flynn? If you were really trying to get to Flynn's role in a Russian collusion scheme that Flynn, you believe, had some role in. He was talking with the Russians in December about sanctions, which we know isn't true. And Flynn was this key figure in a Russian collusion scheme. Why such a rush to get him to plea? Why not engage in extended proffers, cooperation agreements over time? Use them to bring down this massive Trump interference scheme that he was doing in turn with the Russians. Why the rush to plea? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, they had to bury the obvious that Obama targeted Flynn in a surveillance hit. Dear FBI, go get his calls. You saw McCabe, no need to go over that again. They wanted that to go away because Obama's their golden calf. Mueller had to make that go away. And if they engage in an extended proffer and uh, and if this goes to trial, God forbid, what'll happen? Flynn's lawyers will ask for the information on the surveillance and they'll get a hold of the information that it was ordered by Obama, which has to go away. So they're hiding that. But they're hiding something else. What is Flynn charged with by Mueller's ridiculously corrupt team? He's charged with, in his interview with the FBI, a month after his phone call, the phone call is December 29th, the FBI interviews Flynn at the White House. He's now the national security advisor. In violation of all protocols, the FBI just shows up at the house. You remember the Jim Comey thing? I sent a few guys over. (laughs) January 24th, these two FBI agents show up to interview Flynn about his phone call that happened a month earlier. And these FBI agents allegedly said he lied when they asked Flynn about the contents of the phone call because Flynn talked about sanctions and Flynn didn't tell us he talked about sanctions. So Flynn lied about sanctions? Really? That's interesting. Again, hat tip Stephen McIntyre at Climate Audit on this one. So just to be clear, the Mueller team, I showed you the statement of offense last week, charged Flynn with lying to the FBI agents about sanctions he discussed with the Russians. He discussed sanctions with the Russians? Paul, if you don't mind, can we flip through the 302, the form the FBI wrote up 
the edited one this is, after their interview with Flynn, I want to see where it mentions sanctions in here because they said he lied about sanctions. Talk about expulsion of Russian diplomats, closing of Russian properties. Can we go to page two? No sanctions there, as I said on Friday. Uh, clearly, sanctions will be here. Sanctions, san no sanctions here. Um, this is the FBI's own words. We see expulsions. We see PNGs, persona non grata actions. No talk about sanctions here with Flynn. Uh, surely on page three, there's a, some word about Flynn and the sanctions he allegedly lied about. No, no, they're talking about the expulsions. Again, no word of sanctions anywhere. So now we know what the Mueller team is really up to. They're trying to bury Obama's fingerprints, which are all over the targeting of Mike Flynn, number one. And number two, the Mueller team is trying to hide evidence here. Evidence of what? Flynn never lied. Flynn couldn't have lied about sanctions because the FBI's own paperwork doesn't mention sanctions. The expulsions they do mention of the Russian diplomats were a separate matter from the sanctions on Russia. Flynn couldn't have lied about sanctions because he was never asked. That's their own form. Their own 302, the FBI. You charged him with lying about something you never asked him about. The FBI needed to make this go away. So did Mueller. So by forcing Flynn into a quickie plea in December of 2016, they wouldn't have to show him any of this and you wouldn't see it either. Flynn lied about sanctions. They didn't ask him about sanctions. Ah, it doesn't matter. They would also have to not show you what didn't exist in a trial. Remember, they don't want Flynn at trial because then if Flynn will get this. They would also have to show you something that doesn't exist. What do you mean? It doesn't make any sense. The Mueller team forced them into a quickie deal because they don't want Flynn to see something that doesn't exist. What the heck? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, it does. Remember, the only premise for interviewing Flynn at the White House, the FBI, on January 24th, the interview they allegedly talked about sanctions, although it's not even in their own paperwork, the FBI, the only reason they had was because they said it could be a Logan Act violation. You know, the Logan Act, where private citizens get involved in the disputes of the United States. You know, the Logan Act that's never, ever been successfully prosecuted in the history of the United States and is the federal equivalent of jay It's not even jaywalk because jaywalking is real and you can actually be... Logan Act is a joke. It is a total clown show farce. Now you say, Dan, I don't get what you're talking about. The FBI would have to show him something that doesn't exist. The FBI was going to close the case on Flynn. Apparently, internally, they think, oh, well, Flynn was talking to this Russian. Let's just use this Logan Act thing. But why isn't there an EC on the Logan Act? What's an EC? An electronic communication used to open up an FBI case? Joe, get your hat on. Be yeah, the referee man. here. Mm -hmm. If Sidney Powell, Flynn's lawyer, went to trial and Flynn wasn't forced into this quickie plea, he's since withdrawn this guilty plea. Mm-hmm. At trial, at some point, someone on the stand is going to have to admit that they interviewed Flynn because they thought they violated, Flynn violated the Logan Act, which mm -hmm. the court would have erupted in laughter at that point. But in between the laughter, there would have been a serious question by Sidney Powell at this hypothetical trial that never happened. The question from Sidney Powell would have been, when you guys open up a case based on the suspicion of a crime like the Logan Act, you fill out an electronic communication to open up a case, right? Can we see that? Um, Can we see the EC on the Logan Act, please? Uh, everybody everybody uh, wait. Joe, just wait. Just what uh, we need to see. Just hold on, Joe. We need uh, to see it, right? Uh, yeah. Fair, yeah. Joe, yeah. fair question? Fair enough. Uh, Joe's as confused as I am. Then. If <laughs> yes. the FBI is interviewing <laughs> Flynn because they think he violated the Logan Act, then where's the FBI paperwork to open up the case based on the Logan Act? The answer is it's nowhere because it doesn't exist. There it is. Why doesn't it exist? Because the FBI did not want to be laughed out of court and humiliating themselves by charging someone with an unconstitutional law no one in the history of the United States has ever been successfully charged with. And it would have looked like from the start, the FBI was trying to make an example out of Flynn. So now again, back to Mueller. Why is Mueller trying to force a quickie plea out of Flynn? Flee, plead guilty, make this all go away, please. But we got to shut you up, too, so we're going to threaten you. They don't want you to know to Obama's role. They wanted to bury the 302 that doesn't mention sanctions. It only mentions expulsions, but he was 
charged with lying about sanctions. Really? Because that was never brought up. And they also wanted to hide the Logan Act EC, which doesn't exist. Despite it being the FBI's only reason for being at the White House to interview the National Security Advisor in violation of protocol. Now, they got to get Flynn to plea quick. But what's the problem? The problem is they don't have anything on Flynn. You can't go up to a defendant or a person you're charging and say, General, listen, here's the case we have against you. It's open and shut. This is how I used to do it. If you have a videotape of a guy passing counterfeit, I'd show him the tape. There's you. You know what the great part about videotape is? If you allow me a personal privilege, I don't like to talk about my prior career too much, but everybody knows what they look like because it's you. You're like, that's dumb. No, it's not. And everybody knows what they did because they were there. You may say, well, that's even dumber. No, it's not. Why? Because back then when I was doing criminal cases, video was always grainy, especially if you went into like a, you know, a convenience store. They always had grainy surveillance video. Honestly, Joe, you could mm-hmm. tell me this, but you could barely see the guy's face passing the counterfeit. Right. Yeah. I play it for them. And I knew it was them who had done it for a number of reasons, fingerprints or whatever. When they see the video, they know it's them. Because it was them and they did it. They watched the video different than anyone else does. It's something in their head that triggers. They never say, hey, that's really grainy. That's ever. They always would look at it and be like, that's me. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's an important point. Where was I going? <laughs> that's it. They, you know, it's you. Flynn, they producing the evidence. Oh, that's what they're producing the evidence to Flynn. They don't have anything. Flynn knows he didn't do this. Flynn knows he didn't lie. Flynn knows the Logan Act is nonsense. Flynn knows they have a transcript. And Flynn knows he didn't lie about sanctions. So instead of giving him the evidence, what do they do? They don't give him the evidence. They hid the 302. You tracking? And they hid the EC on the Logan Act that doesn't exist. They didn't actually show him the videotape. They showed him nothing. Instead, they leaked to the media because they had nothing to show him. Sorry, that's where I was going with that. I rarely lose, but I was enjoying that story so much. Proof, again, hat tip undercover Huber. Remember, Flynn, Flynn pleads guilty in December of 2016. I'm sure his original law firm, Covington Berlin, which insists he's innocent, they did a terrible job, but they would not admit he did anything wrong. They're feeling the heat in November. Look at these leaks to the media. NBC News, check this out. By shocker, Ken Delaney and Fusion Ken, you know, Ken, big uh, Spygate uh, hoaxer, I mean, uh, collusion hoaxer, NBC News. Mueller has enough evidence to bring charges in Flynn investigation November of 2017 by Fusion Ken Delaney. Where did NBC News and Fusion Ken get that? Where did they get that? Well, of course they got it from the Mueller team which conveniently leaked to Fusion Ken, known collusion hoaxer and fake news specialist, propaganda guy, that Ken will write it up. And what do you think happens? Of course, Flynn's team's reading that. Oh my gosh, the public pressure. Of course, the Trump team is reading that too. This is November of the next year, 2017. Trump's in office. Like, oh my gosh, this is all bad. This is really chaotic. Mueller's got the goods. If he had the goods like the 302 and the Logan Act DC, then why didn't he show Flynn the goods? Because they didn't have the goods. So they leaked it to a couple of idiots at NBC who printed the fake goods. Oh, it gets better. Some of you may say, well, Dan, that 302, you know, it was edited a lot and there's no real evidence an original 302 exists or anything. The 302 of the Flynn meeting, maybe the original 302 just disappeared and that stuff happened. Oh, I got more on that in a second. Don't go anywhere. As always, we bring evidence. Let me get to my final sponsor today, our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. This is actually an empty bottle um, of Field of Greens. There's only a little bit left, as you can see. Why? Because we take this stuff every day. This is Paula's personal favorite supplement out there. Um, I like foundation. I love this one too. But folks, listen, nothing's more important than your health right now. Field of Greens is healthy fruits and vegetables. Can we just be candid with you, sir? Here's what looks, this is their new, by the way. This is their new uh, berry flavor, which is delicious. Everybody knows fruits and vegetables. You should be eating them for, for, to be healthy. Everybody, no sane person is going to tell you one. So why don't you do it? 
Well, the answer is obvious. They're hard to cook. You got to go shopping. They're perishable at times. I got your problem solved. Field of Greens. It's a real superfood, not like the fake healthcare powders out there made up of cheap extracts. This is real food. Look at the label on the back if you can see that. What's the difference? The nu- it's a nutrition facts label. It doesn't say supplement facts. Why? Because this is real food. Healthy, wholesome, fruits and vegetables with all the good stuff in there. The key to a healthy life is a healthy diet. This is the stuff for you. It tastes delicious too. One scoop of Field of Greens has a full serving of real, high quality USDA organic fruits and vegetables complete with antioxidants. One scoop of this daily will power you with clean, real energy that fuels a healthier and happier lifestyle. Paula is, I can't tell you her age, she'd kill me, but she looks 20. I attribute a lot of that to collagen and this, to this brick house. She takes it every day we go through. I had an email, Miles, from the company. For, he, he sent us a new box of this stuff. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Get 15% off your first order with promo code Dan. Pick it up today. This is their wild berry flavor f- version of Field of Greens. Give it a shot again. Go to BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan. Pick it up today. BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Promo code Dan. Go today. Pick this stuff up. Great stuff. Okay. All right. So now we know, again, the Mueller team's panicking. They need Flynn to please so they don't go to trial. So you see all of what I just told you. They leaked to NBC. Fusion Ken's more than happy to put out, you know, Mueller's propaganda, which they do. But there's this running controversy about the case because they're trying to hide something else, too, from Flynn's defense team. And Flynn will get it if it goes to trial. I showed you the 302 with the expulsions, the FBI form where it doesn't mention sanctions. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the edited one. You may say edited from what? Oh, there's an original 302. Well, Dan, why don't you show us the original 302? Why'd you show us that expulsion highlights from Stephen McIntyre on an edited 302? Because nobody has the original 302 ski. Nobody. Nobody has the original. Wait, 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 wait. Come on. This is crazy. This is like Cuba stuff. This is like North Korea stuff. So you're telling me the FBI interviews Flynn on January 24, charges him with lying about sanctions, sanctions they never asked him about, according to their own 302. But there's another 302 they filled out on the same day they interviewed Flynn that's magically disappeared. And that's the edited one. The best they can do is an edited one, which still is damning. Doesn't even talk about sanctions. My gosh, can you imagine what's in that original one that magically nobody can seem to find? So, of course, Fusion Ken and other media collusion hoaxers will tell you, well, the original 302 just doesn't exist. Really, hat tip at Technofog on Twitter, another just terrific account you need to follow. Hat tip Techno is Jim Comey's own testimony. Remember, Joe, media hoaxers, there's no original 302. You guys are making that up. That's fascinating because Jim Comey testified under oath and said this, quote, and they interviewed him, Flynn, completely. They went through it all. They did not show him the transcript or transcripts and then came back and drafted a 302 and reported it to me and the deputy director. And then I briefed the White House on the contents of what Mr. Flynn had said. That is on the 24th of January. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So hack Jim Comey, worst director in FBI history, not only admits there is a 302 filled out on the same day, but he briefed the White House the same day of the interview. Gosh, they seem awfully curious about Mike Flynn, that White House, don't they? Where's that original 302? It's uh, in the, you ever watch Ren and Stimpy, The Land of the Left Sox? Remember that show? It's the greatest show ever. It was a lot better if you were smoking a doobie. I never smoked doobies, not a doobie <laughs> smoker. Just saying, if you were smoking, it was like, Joe, you're from your era. Yeah. Listening to the Grateful Dead while smoking a doob was a lot better, right? Well, that's not what that I Joe knows anything about that either. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not a doobie guy. Don't do drugs. They're very bad for you. But I've heard from people, not kidding, that if you were smoking a doobie watching Ren and Stippy, the show was a thousand times better. And they had the <laughs> Land of the Left Sox episode. Where were all the Left Sox? Where they go? Nobody knows. Nobody knows where the original 302 is either. It's in the Ren and Stimpy land of the left sock. Nobody can seem to find the original 302. Why? Why? Can you imagine how bad the FBI's original interpretation of Flynn's interview is? If they had to edit it for three weeks 
And even the edited version I showed you still doesn't mention the actual crime they charge him with. Can you imagine how bad Jeez. the original one is? Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh. Now, the lies about the 302 that nobody knows where it is. It's in the Ren and Stimpy land. Even Mueller's own prosecutor, Van Grack, Brendan Van Grack, who was prosecuting Flynn, seems to be, shall we say, misdirecting people about the 302. Here's a signed document by Van Grack and Jesse Liu working for the Mueller probe to the court. Among these documents, these are documents they turned over to Flint's team, are all versions in the government's possession of the FBI report of the January 24, 27 interview, interview of the defendant, Mike Flynn. Really? You, so Van Grack, Mueller's prosecutor, is now telling the court there is no other 302? Well, we, we don't have it. I just showed you Comey's testimony that there was a draft of the 302. Did they miss that? Did they, did they, that, where, 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 where is it? Oh, it gets worse. Hat tip, Catherine Harrods. These are her highlights. Another great account to follow. She's at CBS now. Terrific work on this case. These are her highlights. This is more from Jim Comey about what's possibly in that original 302. Oh, this gets good. Remember what Flynn was charged with? And they leaked to the media about prosecuting his son so he can get him to plead to what crime he didn't commit. He's charged with lying to the FBI. Really? Because this is Comey's own testimony. Quote, and the FBI agents, and the reason I mentioned their experience is because I talked to them about this. Comey's talking about the FBI who interviewed Flynn. Listen to this. They discern no physical indications of deception. Wait, what? I thought you charged him with lying. Oh, it gets worse. This is Comey's own testimony. They didn't see any change in posture, tone, inflection, or an eye contact. They saw nothing that indicated to them that he knew, Flynn, that he was lying to them. Wait, wait, one more, one more. There's more here. Comey goes on to say, and they interviewed him completely. They went through it all. Again, they didn't show him the transcript or transcripts. And then they came back and drafted a 302. So just again, the 302, which is edited like crazy, we have seen, doesn't even mention Flynn talking about sanctions. Although the Mueller team charged Flynn about lying about sanctions, he wasn't even asked about. Comey's team that interviewed him comes back and briefs Comey. Comey swears to this on the record, indicates they had no evidence at all he was lying. Matter of fact, their evidence was he was telling the truth in their interview. But then the Mueller team goes and charges him with lying about sanctions he wasn't asked about, despite the FBI thinks he's not, he's not wasn't lying. And then the Mueller team tells the court, we don't even have the original document. We know the FBI filled out about the interview where they didn't think he was lying. I, uh... Now, you may say this case can't possibly get any worse. We've now walked through it from the beginning again. Obama ordered the hit. The FBI complied. They interview him on a Logan Act violation. They weren't even willing to put down on paper because it's fake. They then come back and say, hey, we don't even think he was lying. They then edit the form where they write that, the 302, which is magically in the Ren and Stimpy left Sockland. They then charge him with lying about sanctions they never asked him about. The Mueller team then lies about the original 302 saying, hey, we don't have it. It doesn't exist. Comey said it existed. And now you say this can't possibly get any worse. We have this uh, fake judge, Judge Sullivan, not a real judge, he doesn't deserve to be called judge anymore, who won't dismiss this case unbelievably, despite the government saying we can't prosecute this case against Flynn anymore. And here's Sullivan, hat tip on, at Hans Monkey on, forgive me if I'm saying you're wrong, Hans, another great Twitter account. M-A-H-N-C-K-E, by the way, if you want to add Hans Monkey, who picked this out, or Monkey, forgive me, forgive me, it's not intentional, I'm terrible with names. This is the judge in the case. When the, when the FBI and the DOJ, Joe, they refused to produce this original 302, which probably says Flynn wasn't lying in it. Nobody mm -hmm. can find it. And here's the judge, this hack. He says, the government, I'm sure, will address that. I don't want to focus on any other cases before the court, but, you know, sometimes throughout the best efforts notwithstanding, the best efforts of everyone, things happen and documents are lost. I mean, it just happens. Okie dokie. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Here's the judge. 
happens. Fill it in with the S. <laughs> Rhymes with pit. That, that, that's the judge. The judge, the judge bumper sticker. Pit happens. That's your response? That don't worry about it. The original 302, which I'm telling you says Flynn wasn't lying, has magically disappeared in favor of an edited 302 that's still bad. Doesn't even mention the sanctions he allegedly lied about. The FBI can't find it. And the judge is like, no worry, folks. Stuff happens. Good job, judge. West judge is great. This guy's, this is an embarrassment to the bench. If you are ever appearing in front of this guy in federal court and you are a Republican or a conservative or anyone associated with Donald Trump and you think you're going to get an even remotely fair trial, you, you are crazy. That is turning into a third world Soviet style, you know, old uh, star chamber. Now, I wanted to get to this story last week, showing you how bad Judge Sullivan actually is. The judge in the Flynn case, the Department of Justice has now acknowledged that they found all these FBI materials, all this exculpatory material from Flynn, that they have no case. After laying out what I just laid out to you, it's obvious not only is there no case against Flynn, he didn't lie. He never lied about sanctions. He was never asked about sanctions. And the FBI's own notes, the note taker, Bill Prystep, who's the interviewing uh, agent who interviewed Flynn's boss, is writing down a paper. What's our goal? To set him up in a perjury trap? Not only does the government not have a case against Flynn, there's a legitimate case against the government here. The government has now come forward under Bill Barr's Justice Department and said, we are not prosecuting this case. And the judge, incredibly, will not let them drop it. Now, whenever I need good, deep legal analysis from someone with trial experience at the highest level, I go to Andy McCarthy at National Review. Here's a case. It was in the show notes last week. If you want to get our show notes, by the way, today's articles are really good. Bongino.com slash newsletter. That is our show notes. We'll email you this stuff every day. We don't spam your inbox. We always appreciate you subscribing to our list. Our open rate, by the way, is insane. It's like 80%. I'm not messing with you. Thank you to everyone who subscribes to our newsletter. Here is the best article on this. How awful Judge Sullivan's decision to not let the government drop a case they don't have is. National Review, Andy McCarthy, the politicized order inviting amicus briefs against the Flynn case's dismissal. There's a screen cap from this. The judge doesn't only want to dismiss it. He wants to allow other people, including this new judge, uh, this, uh, excuse me, this guy, John Gleason, who wrote an op-ed filleting Flynn, he doesn't like Flynn, to brief them on the case, as if the judge can't figure this out on his own. From the Andy McCarthy's National Review piece, this is about Rule 48. Now, just to be clear on what this, let me read this first and explain to you what he means and why this is so damning for the judge. Remember, the judge will not throw out the case and he's using Rule 48. Andy McCarthy, quote, moreover, Congress prescribed Rule 48 to protect defendants, not the government. Exactly the opposite of what Judge Sullivan is doing. Don't worry, I'll translate this for you in a minute. Lawmakers were concerned about the potential for prosecutorial misconduct. They wanted to prevent strategic dismissals where a prosecutor pulls the plug on a case that's not going well, only to recharge it later. They wanted to forbid such abuses as repeatedly charging and dismissing an indictment, exhausting an accused resources and capacity to defend himself. Let me translate that for you. The federal system I was involved in deeply for over a decade of my life is very complicated. There's a number of rules. The courts, the lower level courts are a creation of the Congress and the Congress makes rules. One of the rules, Rule 48, keep in mind, the government wants to drop the case against Flynn. One of the rules, Rule, 40, rule 48, doesn't allow the government to drop the case without what they call leave of the court. That's in Rule 48. But that Rule 48 is not in there to protect the government. It's there to protect the defendant. In other words, the judge is saying, hey, I think Flynn could be guilty. So I'm protecting the government from this abusive Bill Barr who's only doing this for Trump. And I'm not letting this case be dismissed. Referee Joe, audience, no. are you picking up what I'm putting oh, Big time, sure. It's am. not yep. there right. to protect the government from Bill Barr. It's right. there to protect the defendant. 
Rule 48 is so the government, let's say when I was a secret service and I have a counterfeit case against Joe, but it's weak. Mm-hmm. I indict Joe to scare him. I realize it's a crap case. Joe gets a good lawyer, says we're going to trial. We're going to drop it. Two weeks later, I do it again. I indict Joe again. Joe has to get the lawyer again. Oh, no, no, mm-hmm. we're going to drop it. Then it happens again. The case goes to trial. What would the judge is supposed to step in at some point and say, listen, we're not dismissing this case for that reason. If you have a crap case and this is going to trial, then damn it, it's going to trial. It's not to protect the government from Bill Barr. Sullivan's just making this up. Right. <laughs> this guy's incredible. Oh. God forbid you get in front of Judge Sullivan and you have a picture anywhere on Facebook with a MAGA hat on. Good luck. To come after me next. Bring Mueller. All right. I, I, there's a couple of things I can't get to, but I, please, on tomorrow's show, please tune in. I saw the Congressman Tim Ryan melt down as Democrat on the floor in a totally ridiculously scripted, nonsensical rant and continuing to pump this nonsense about the economy and the recovery. I got that. I also tomorrow got the story at the Telegraph. Were these models wrong? Clearly they were. And is this the most expensive software mistake in human history? I got that. And I got some more on the bailouts and stuff. I will get to some of this Wuhan virus stuff, but the Flynn stuff is important. Thank you again to everybody who listened to Friday's show. And again, uh, on behalf of my lovely wife, Paula, had a great weekend. If you have a golden doodle puppy, will you please reach out? She wants one for my daughter and, and where you're having the worst time in the world. So, and we need one, by the way, you may say why that specific one, because I have a vicious dog allergy and it's the only dog that doesn't seem to drive my allergies crazy. TMI maybe, but whatevs. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bongino. And thank you so much. 25,000 new subscribers to my YouTube channel. It's all free, of course. That No, YouTube doesn't charge you a dollar for it. 25,000 in just a couple of weeks. New ones. Thank you so much. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.